Hell's Fanboy, episode number one. Hello, hola, bienvenidos, and oh, fuck that shit. This is the start of something new. Hi, guys, this is Mario Francisco Robles, and you're listening to the inaugural edition of the El Fanboy Podcast. Yes, this is episode numero uno. This is, uh, I, I'm literally just sort of flying off the seat of my pants here. I don't know what I'm really going to be doing. We're going to be winging this shit together. As a bunch of you know, uh, things happened yesterday that were sort of unexpected. I don't really want to get into the specifics of it. Just know that your boy's going to be just fine, and this was actually uh, kind of a blessing in disguise, really. Um, just a little background. You know, I've never really had a, a boss. I've always sort of been my my own self-made man type of dude. Uh, since the age of 19, when I quit The Gap, uh, I've pretty much lived my own freelance lifestyle for going on you know, 14, 15 years now. So for me, I was actually starting to feel sort of suffocated over at where I was. And I was actually having lots of conversations with my wife and with my best friends about, you know, I, I think in early March, which is coming up in what, two, three weeks, uh, I'm probably going to be resigning from that place and trying to find something that's better suited uh, for me and my interests. So this all sort of just happened, and in a way, it's sort of a blessing. It's a little sooner than I would have expected, and obviously, you know, for being totally honest, of course, I would have rather had it happen on my terms, but you know what? I think this is the universe kind of just giving me a slap on the face and going, you know what? You're ready now, and there's no reason to wait those couple of weeks. Maybe that's a rationalizing, rationalization, who knows. All I know is I'm still the same passionate motherfucker you guys have been used to for the last three and a half years. I got a lot of opinions to share. I got a lot to give. And this is going to be my new outlet for it. And I'm fucking unchained and untamed. There's no corporate owners anymore. There's no talking points that I have to go through with you guys. I don't have to talk about any subject that I'm not interested in. Uh, so I'm literally going to be talking about the movies that matter the most to me. And in general, this is going to be slightly more of a personal take than uh, the other place you guys know me from and the other show you guys know me from. Because I'm the boss now. I'm calling the shots. So you're also going to sort of find out from me what's going on with me. And just to kind of give you a bit of a tease, a bit of a, a, a hint as to where this show might go. Um, you know, I've made connections over the years with people in the industry. I've got some great friends and some great allies, so I may be bringing on the occasional guest and uh, more on that later. Uh, and there's also, you know, I, I made a resolution for 2017 that this was going to be the year that I stopped being someone who writes about the industry and instead be someone that people write about. Because while it's been fun covering movie news and analyzing all the latest news and bochinche and rumors and all that stuff elsewhere, the truth be told, I want to be making movies. I want to be on the screen or I want my words to be spoken by people who are on a screen. My whole life has been about entertainment. This is what I do. This is why I get so fucking passionate and so heated about things. And that's why the guys at the Medium Popcorn Podcast are like, tell me I sound like I'm on the spectrum sometimes because I, I get so into this stuff. But, you know, my whole life has been about this. I grew up in New York City. I'm a, I'm a Cuban, Puerto Rican, or como dice mi mamá, un cubano bien rico. And both sides of my family were theatrical families. Uh, my, you know, my, my parental grandparents, uh, you know, my, my paternal grandparents started a company uh, called Intar, which is still running today on Theater Row on 42nd Street. My maternal grandparents started the Latin American Theater Ensemble, which my grandmother actually closed down a, a few years back now. 
but basically they you know two theatrical families and the two youngest kids from those two families got together got married and had me and I grew up in that world. I grew up surrounded by actors, directors, writers. I didn't have any brothers or sisters. So my family, really, the people I grew up around were artists, were creative people. I grew up backstage as plays were getting put together. I grew up watching how the bagels were made. You know what I mean? Watching how art and, and transformative performances were created. So I grew up very much surrounded and inundated by entertainment and being in awe of what it is and understanding how it's made and knowing how to make it better or what isn't working. Um, I was having very deep conversations with directors and playwrights when I'm like fucking eight years old. And uh, <clears throat> there, there was also the uh, little thing that has been alluded to several times elsewhere, which is my aunt was Elizabeth Pedia. <clears throat> no, I'm not. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I seem to have got a little bit of the plague today. Um, but yeah, my aunt was Elizabeth Pena, who, you know, she left us a couple years ago. She she passed on. Um, but during the time I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, you know, she appeared in a lot of great movies. She was in La Bamba. She was in Steven Spielberg Presents, Batteries Not Included. She was in Blue Steel. She was in the first Rush Hour movie. She was uh, she voiced Mirage in The Incredibles. I mean, her resume speaks for itself, so I don't really have to go into all that. But she was a big role model for me, and she was someone who was also similar to me, or me being similar to her. She was a self-made person. She never really had her own boss. Uh, she worked at a bagel shop for a little while. She slammed her finger on the register once during her first day there, and she just said, you know what, I'm out of here. And uh, she would just go to auditions all day, and she would. Uh, she eventually she just picked up her shit and flew out to L.A. and she made a life for herself out there. And she lived, and she died, on her own terms. Um, so she was always an inspiration to me, and that's the kind of life that I've given myself for these last fourteen years. And this is going to be the year that I try to make that jump that she made. I don't necessarily see myself moving to L.A. from New York because I've got a wife and two kids and our life is very much here. But this is going to be the year that I said that I gave myself the deadline of this is going to be the year that something I create is going to get made, either a script or a, a role or something. I'm going to uh, this is going to be the year that Mario Francisco Robles becomes a household name, at least to somebody. Um, so that's going to be sort of a subtext of this podcast, assuming I keep it going. Uh, I'll be checking in with you about things that I'm working on and about my mission to uh, become someone that people write about. Uh, but for today's purposes, since this is the inaugural edition and since I am sort of used to a certain format when it comes to this stuff, and I know that some of you who are coming over from the other show are used to a certain format, I figured, you know what, let's uh, let's stick to that format. And by the way, every once in a while, you are going to hear the door open, and you're going to hear the sounds of my son, Sebastian. Sebastian, come here. He's coming in right now, and this used to happen during uh, the other show. And I would just mute myself while uh, the other two guys spoke about stuff, and I opened up snacks for Sebastian. I'm going to make that part of this, because like I said, this is more of a personal podcast now. So, there you go. All right, Sabi, enjoy your uh, your mini Oreos. Adios. Bye-bye. You can close the door. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, like I was saying, we're going to get uh, into the more traditional flow that you guys are used to. We're going to start things off with the box office. <coughs> All right. So, this weekend was pretty interesting uh, because I totally called what was going to happen with Triple X. Uh, on the last show that I was a part of elsewhere, I said that Triple X was going to live or die based on that opening in China. As you guys know, that movie was, uh, you know, it had a fairly modest budget, 85 million bucks, and it opened kind of soft here in the States. But I knew with the cast that they had and with the Chinese investors that they had that the foreign market was going to be huge. And while a lot of people were calling the movie dead before last week, or at least saying it was sort of subpar, I was warning people 
that you got to keep an eye out for the China Open. And the China Open happened, and it was huge. They made like $62 million in its opening weekend in China, making the $85 million movie now have a worldwide queue of $230 million. So we can officially call the return of Xander Cage somewhat of a hit. And now, you know, we're going to see if it actually does end up becoming the kind of, uh, you know, Fast and Furious type of franchise they were hoping for. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'd love to know if you guys have seen it and what you thought. I know the reviews weren't particularly kind. Uh, I know I personally wasn't expecting much from uh, Return of Xander Cage, but just as kind of cool to see that 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 actually happened. You know, they were hoping for a big international bow, and that's why they sort of structured things the way they did. And it happened for them. So we shall see. Now, as for the top five, we got the Lego Batman coming in with 53 mil. We had 50 Shades Darker coming in at 46 mil. We had John Wick opening at 30 mil. And we had Split hanging in there at the fourth spot at 9.5. And Hidden Figures is still in the top five with $8 million. So, quick uh, opinions about this. Lego Batman movie. Um, I'm actually a little bit surprised. I know that the the analysts, the industry projections were that the film was actually going to make north of 60 million bucks. And obviously it fell about 7 million short of that. So who knows really what that's about. You know, the, the, the Lego movie was such a big hit and everyone loves Batman. So why did this fall short of projections? I'm not sure. You know, the, the reviews are pretty good. I haven't seen the film itself, so I'm not necessarily in a position to, to say, oh, well, it suffered because of whatever. I haven't seen it yet. But the reviews were good. It was a, it's a follow-up to the Lego movie, so it's really sort of confusing as to why it, it, it uh, fell short. Now, obviously, long-time readers and listeners of mine are probably going to see where I go here next. But I wonder if the DC Extended Universe fucking itself over is one of the reasons that the Lego Batman movie didn't make it to predictions and didn't exceed expectations. Because, you know, uh, there was a certain Batman movie that came out last year that also failed to live up to expectations and might have finally started to sour people on the Batman because if you think about it, the same thing happened to Spider-Man. You know, there was a while there where anything with Spider-Man was an excuse to print money. And Spider-Man was the hottest thing in Hollywood. Then, shit started to go south. Spider-Man 3 happened, and shit started to go south. And the audiences actually showed that they won't necessarily be loyal to a project just because they love the character. And then The Amazing Spider-Man you know, did okay, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 did... Uh, and the rest is history. Spider-Man is now, you know, he's part of the MCU, and they're going to try to build him back up, but he's nowhere near the force he used to be. <clears throat> and if you look at Batman, same thing happened. With the Nolan trilogy, they built him back up, and now Batman became the hottest thing in Hollywood. And then what happened? He had Batman v Superman, which was a shitty movie uh, that was poorly reviewed, and fans gave it so-so responses. And it underperformed at the box office and in general sort of maybe turned people off from the character. <laughs> then he popped back up again in Suicide Squad, another movie with terrible reviews that pretty much nobody liked, uh, aside from certain very ardent DCEU fans. Um, that's not to say that obviously, you know, there are some people who didn't enjoy it a little. I enjoyed it a little, and it was a step up from Batman v Superman, but... That movie was not a good movie. I'm sorry. This is my podcast. I don't have to be diplomatic. Suicide Squad sucked ass. But anyway, so you got to wonder now if the Batman brand has been damaged by these two movies because maybe, oh, maybe audiences now are a little bit over the whole Batman thing. And that could be a big reason for why the film failed to live up to expectations. Then you got Fifty Shades Darker, which did exactly what I thought it would do, which is open far less than the first one. Uh, I believe the first one opened to something ridiculous like 80 million bucks, and this one opened to 46. So, you know, I'm fucking glad to see that happen, because from everything I've heard about either of these movies, 
neither one is worth your time. And I'm kind of glad. Anytime I see a movie like this fall on its face a little bit, I get happy. Now, of course, you're going to go, but Mario, I made $46 million. How is that falling on its face? Listen, this is still a far cry from the first one. And if you're Universal Pictures, you're now wondering if maybe we should have like either not made these movies or made sure they were better. And that sort of thing, I think, is always a good sign. It's always a good sobering message to send back to studios. That you can't just give us any sort of schlock that's based on any kind of very popular property and expect everyone to just eat it up. John Wick Chapter 2, on the other hand, also did what I hoped, but it did in reverse. Rather than falling by nearly half on, you know, from its predecessor, it like almost doubled what its predecessor did. With that 30 million opening, you know, it shows that John Wick, uh, the first one, really did sort of take on a life of its own. It built in a much larger fan base, and those people came out to go see this rated R movie, and they gave it 30 million bucks, and it's probably going to stick around because the reviews are very good. So it's, I'm, it, it, with regards to those two sequels, I'm very happy. I'm happy that Fifty Shades got cut in half, and I'm happy that John Wick got doubled. That's awesome. It's also awesome to see Split hanging in there in the top five with 9.5 mil. You know, it's, it's, it's great to see M. Night Shyamalan back, Shyamalan, whatever. Um, you know, I, he's someone who just rose to such prominence so quickly, and he seemed like such a, such a filmmaker to keep out for that it was always sort of sad to see how he stumbled a few years later. To see him back at his full potential is just a, it's a great comeback story, and who doesn't love a good comeback story? Hidden Figures, as I've said before, I don't really have much of an opinion. From what I hear, it's a good movie. It looks like it has a good message, and I can only say good for them for staying there in the top five. I hope that it continues, because it's always nice when a good little movie with nice big ideas does well. Now we get to turn our attention to the news of the week. Um, right now, the first and foremost thing that I want to talk to you guys about is the Batman. Um, I know I started going down that path before, but now we're not necessarily going to talk about the Batman character. We're going to talk about the man under the cowl. We're going to talk about the man who plays him in the current DCEU, Ben Affleck. And why am I going to talk about that? Because it doesn't sound like he wants to do it anymore. Yesterday, there was a report that went all over the net that uh, basically Ben Affleck wants out from Batman, which, you know, if you're someone who's been reading me and following me, that should come as the complete opposite of a surprise, because I've been telling you guys this shit for like two years, that he seems, his commitment level is, shall we say, uh, questionable. And then what you basically have is John Campia talking about, well, I'll tell you what John Campia said on his podcast, and uh, we'll take it from there. He said, and I quote, I've talked to three separate people, both in one way or another connected in some way to what's going on at Warner Brothers. What all three have told me was that nothing about whether the script was thrown out or whether they liked the script, nothing about the direction Matt Reeves is taking it, none of that. But one of the things that has come out of the conversation with all three is this. They're telling me that Ben Affleck, make no mistake, he does want out. He doesn't want to be Batman anymore, is what I was told. And then, of course, he did hedge that a little bit. He, you know, he said that you know, he, this isn't a scoop, and you shouldn't take this to the bank, because anytime he's ever tried to break a scoop, it doesn't really pan out. So he sort of like padded it with that and sort of, you know, cushioned the whole thing. But he did, he was adamant about that. He did also say, I have been told that Affleck is talking with Warner Brothers in an attempt to get out of being Batman. And that if they do not let him out of being Batman, the standalone Batman film that ultimately happens will be the last time we see Affleck as Batman. Which again, that's what I've been fucking telling you people. When I wrote my open letter to him, Dear Ben Affleck, I pointed out that what is the point of even continuing if you're not going to stay here past that solo movie? And it sounds like that's true. He doesn't plan on staying past that solo movie. So it puts us in this conundrum of, 
all right, so we're going to make an awesome Batman movie with Ben Affleck under the cowl, and then he's just going to fly the coop? What's the fucking point? You're going to get people excited about this character, excited about this vision for the character, just to then see Ben Affleck exit the role. And then are they going to do some sort of cop-out thing where they're going to structure into the script? They're going to like write him out and someone else takes over? Like it, The whole thing is just a mess. And this is why I've been saying forever that casting Ben Affleck as Batman was a terrible decision on both sides of the fence. And I, unlike other fanboys and other fans out there who had the whole uproar about his casting because they just didn't want him to be Batman, my reasons for feeling this way never had to do with not wanting Ben Affleck as Batman. On the contrary, I've always been excited about his take on the character, and I never had any of that skepticism. I thought, you know what, that's a great casting. Strictly on the surface, Ben Affleck will be a great Batman. But once you dig beneath the surface, that's where, for me, this seemed like a very stupid move. It seemed like a dumb idea for a guy who had just regained all of his clout and all of his Hollywood golden boy persona to suddenly decide, you know what, I'm going to run around dressed as a giant bat for the next four years. Yes, that's going to help me keep up all this prestige and all this respect that I worked so hard to regain. And then on the Warner Brothers end of it, the fact that they couldn't see that this was a dumb idea shows you what the fuck is wrong with the brain trust at Warner Brothers and at over at DC Entertainment. Uh, granted, we're talking about the old guard. You know, the new guard with Jeff Johns, I still, you know, I'm, I'm holding out hope that they get things right. But the old guard, the fact that they couldn't see that you're basically renting Ben Affleck for a couple of years and that that's not smart for long-term, you know, planning, uh, they're fucking ridiculous. They, they could not have thought that they were going to get Ben Affleck for some sort of long-term deal on you know, anything that's like what Marvel has with Chris Evans or with Chris Hemsworth or with Robert Downey Jr. or like Tom Holland. I mean, you name it. Or Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. They knew that they weren't going to get one of these long-time running things with Ben Affleck. They had to have known that. Because here's a guy who's much more interested in telling much more interesting movies and telling much more interesting stories than just running around in a superhero con costume. So um, I, the fact that they didn't see it was a rental is kind of everything you need to know, you know, um, about what's wrong or what was wrong at the DC Brain Trust. So hearing he wants to go just confirms everything that I've been picking up on. It's amazing how many people still don't, like, they don't understand how to read the writing on the wall. But with all the wishy-washy shit that he's been saying for two years that I've been hammering out there for people to hear and see, the skepticism has been amazing to watch unfold. Because I honestly don't know how anyone could be skeptical when it's so clear that this guy has one foot out the door and he pretty much has had that foot out the door for a very long time. Um, this is just, you know, I really don't see what the point is of making the Batman with him. That's why I, that's why I encouraged him in the letter last week. Guy, you know, Mr. Affleck, it's time to quit. There is no point. There is no real benefit in you doing the Batman in the next two years. If you're just going to be leaving, you're actually hurting the fan base instead of helping. And you're also... You know, possibly hurting your career further because how are you going to reclaim the clout after Live By Night bombed the way it did if you are attached to this DC franchise, which is not heading in the right direction right now? Uh, it's just, it's such a fucking mess, man. I love DC so much. It sounds funny to get so serious about this stuff, but like, you know, when people have accused me in the past of being some sort of Marvel fanboy or, or hating on DC, like they don't understand. I get so mad because this shit, it, it, it's, it's part of my fanboy DNA. It's part of the fabric of who I am. I grew up on Superman and on Batman. And to see these characters get treated the way they've been treated and to see the mishandling by the Snyders, it's just unfathomable to me that we're in this position right now. And it is, you know, it's pretty goddamn upsetting, I'm not going to lie. 
um, probably more than it should be, but it's upsetting. And you know what? I, I don't care that I'm a 33-year-old man who has a lot more going on in his life than just what happens with some guys who run around in capes. But you know what? When you grew up loving these characters and you see what's going on, it's fucking heartbreaking, man. It's just... Unreal. So now let's talk a little bit about the man who is uh, supposedly going to replace, 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 replace Ben Affleck as director. You know, there's uh, there's all this talk about Matt Reeves. And it's funny because Variety was like pretty much putting it out there that it was a done deal that Matt Reeves, who's done the last two Apes movies or rather the last one and the one that's coming um, that he's stepping in. Now we're hearing that he hasn't yet signed and that the Hollywood Reporter is saying that there are two other directors waiting in the wings. And my God, the names. Is, well, really one name. It's astounding. And it's hard to believe. So it may all just be a, a negotiating ploy where Warner Brothers is putting these names out there just to make Matt Reeves hurry up and sign the goddamn piece of paper they put in front of him. But Ridley Scott... Ridley fucking Scott, who directed Alien, fucking Blade Runner, fucking The Martian, fucking all the movies he's made, they apparently are trying to get Ridley Scott to direct this thing. And, let, and, and granted, it makes very little sense because just a month ago, he was basically throwing the idea of directing a superhero movie totally under the bus, saying it doesn't interest him, that he doesn't care for the genre, and that he'd much rather do his own thing. Um, so it's amazing to hear that he would even be in contention at this point after making those remarks. But we're talking about the Hollywood Reporter here. They don't make shit up. So if their sources are telling them that Ridley Scott is in the running, or at least part of the conversation... That has to mean that he's part of the conversation. So that's just astounding to me. Uh, the other name is Fetty Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake. And he did uh, last, uh, last year's Don't Breathe. So he actually comes from more of a horror background. But he's also shown that he's a very talented filmmaker. He's got the vote of confidence of Sam Raimi. Who, you know, I mean, we know Sam Raimi's got a pretty sizable resume of his own. So if Sam Raimi believes in you, and you've made a couple of hit movies that were well made, then uh, you know good good on you for suddenly being in contention for the Batman. Um, with regard to Reeves, you know it's it's interesting to me. You know I don't have a huge opinion on Matt Reeves. I really don't. I uh, I don't have a negative opinion on him, but I don't have a huge one. You know I I, I enjoyed Cloverfield. Um, I thought that movie was okay. I enjoyed the last Apes movie, but I Matt Reeves is not one of those one of those filmmakers that I'm like all in love with because uh, you know unlike like 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 Denis Villeneuve or Christopher Nolan, yeah, you know, there, there are directors who when I've seen their work, I've thought, oh shit, I have to keep an eye out for this guy. This guy's gonna be a big deal for a very long time. Uh, you know, with Matt Reeves, I never really had that feeling. He seems like a good, capable filmmaker. But I have a hard time working up a fanboy boner for him. I'm sorry. He's just not my type. Um, but you know what? What, what? what does interest me, though, is his relationship to J.J. Abrams. The fact that he seems to come from that collective, that bad robot collective of J.J. Abrams and his crew, you know, which included, uh, what's his name, Roberto Orchi and Alex Kurtzman and uh, who else? The, um, ah, the name escapes me right now. But I know that he comes from that whole mold, uh, Matt Reeves does. And if, if he is at all able to do for the Batman and the DCEU what J.J. Abrams did for Star Wars... Uh, then that's something to be very excited about, you know. Uh, hopefully, you know th this means that he will speak to Abrams and collaborate with him. And you know, how? Uh, you know, hey, uh, JJ, you followed up those shitty prequel Star Wars movies with a movie that single-handedly saved and resuscitated the Star Wars franchise. What? What? What's your word of advice on how to do that with the DCEU now that I'm directing Batman? 
And I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. So to me, actually, that's the sort of angle on the Reeves thing that appeals to me the most. The fact that he comes from the bad robot guys who not only did the Star, uh, you know, brought Star Wars back to life, they brought Star Trek back to life, and then they subsequently kind of killed it a little bit with Star Trek Into Darkness. But you know, I, I'll give them a pass because I did like the first Star Trek reboot, and I did like Star Trek Beyond. So you know, these guys know how to take beloved properties that have lost their ways and bring them back to life. And they've shown that with Star Trek and Star Wars, and since Reeves is sort of part of that crew, I think he'd be in great company and have a lot of great minds to pick from as he turns his attention towards the Batman and hopefully helps resuscitate the DCEU and bring Batman and you know back to prominence. Um, so that's sort of my, my, my thing there about about Matt Reeves and potentially being, you know, and Ridley Scott and Fetty Alvarez. You know, th th those are three very interesting names to have circling the, the director's chair. It looks like, for all intents and purposes, it will be Reeves who gets it. Um, and that's, that's fucking great. That is fucking, you know, it, it, it's great in the sense of he's part of the right group team of people to make this happen. And look, for this next segment, for this next segment, you're going to notice that uh, I've got some technical issues to work out. I recorded something special just for this, uh, for this episode, and uh, I still have to get the technical end of things worked out. So in the future, it'll sound much better. But for now, here's this uh, special segment that I included just for the inaugural edition of El Fanboy. Uh, please, again... Forgive me for the the technical. Uh, it's not the audio is not amazing, but I still think you guys are going to appreciate what I got for you guys. You know what? Right now, for this inaugural episode of uh, El Fanboy Podcast, I've lined up someone very very special to join me for for a few minutes here. I think you're all going to be very happy to hear from him. And here's a big clue. By the original Bochinchero, the the, for, the the founder, the former editor in chief of Latino Review, Mr. Kelvin Chavez. I like it. I like it very much. I like that song very much. I got a lot of heart, motherfuckers. <laughs> Excuse me. Now that I got my own podcast, I can fucking play you a song if I want. Exactly. So how the hell you been, puto? I've been good, man. I'm just sick for a few weeks, but uh, I've been sick for a few weeks. Well, I, a week, you know, a week here. When my a week was with the flu, and then my son caught the flu, and then my other son caught the flu, and now my daughter has a flu, and oh, and it's just flu season in the fucking house. So that kind of reminds me of when I was sick for like two months in my house. Yeah, how you been, my boy? I, well, I don't know if you've noticed, but. Uh... Certain things have changed for me. Certain things have changed for me that are similar to things that have changed for you. Oh. So, uh, tell me, what's it like being a free agent? The is the best thing in the world. <laughs> being the master of your own destiny. Being the exactly. You know, it's just it, 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 like I was telling a friend of mine the other day over coffee. It's like it's just it reminded me of back in the old day when I started. Latino review back then where it was exciting you know I was like oh shit I'm gonna do something that's gonna piss people off and and it reminded me of like uh and it was funny because I, I literally found a box where it said Dreamweaver and that's how I started the site you know out of a Dreamweaver you know um but uh okay. it's it's exciting you know it's, it's my son's thing I'm just helping him you know, uh, I well, gave don't him. Be vague about it. What's it called? It's oh, his 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 film website is called splashreport.com. He uh, wanted to do something, you know, as a hobby, but I kind of, you know, told him more about it, and yeah, 
you know, he wanted he wanted to do something where it wasn't the same thing over and over. Obviously, look, a lot of these sites have catered to the studio, and that, and that's fine. You know, that you got to do what you have to do. But he was like, what's going to make this different? I was like, if you want to make it different, be some sort of a renegade site. Well, you don't give a fuck and put up whatever the fuck you want to put up. So he's the Padawan. Yeah, he's the Padawan. So, the and I'm the Obi Wan teaching you're, him. You're training him to be the next generation fanboy scoop bomber. Yeah, exactly. So I've stuff that he puts out. I'm the one that's telling him. You know, um, we going back to the old. Obviously, it's not script reviews, but he knows yeah. a lot of story details. Um, he put up the story detail about uh, recently about the Predator, and look, it caught the attentions of. Studios, uh, and then yeah, you know, yeah, and they, he got, in he got into some heat with that. His old man a little bit. Well, actually, I'm the one that had to go in and 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 put out that the fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I bet uh, you did. I bet you yeah, because you know, Papa they were they were treating him like uh, a stepchild. You know, like that Jack. They wanted to put him in the Jack Dawson section. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Like back in the day, you like Latino Review used to be all about the uh, getting like advanced looks at scripts or movies that were coming very far. Oh, down dude, and, and 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 stuff that he's got a hand not hand on, but the stuff that he's learned on his own. Yeah. Um, that I didn't even know, you know. I ended up calling a friend of mine in, in Canada and said, Yo, dude, is this true? He goes, Yeah, dude, that's how did you guys know? I said, My son found out. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit, no, seriously, it's like only like three or four people know about this and this and that, and you know, um, and it's going it's going well for him so far. I mean, he he, awesome. he likes it, and uh, uh, he's in school right now, so I'm looking over his stuff until he gets back, yeah. you know, because that's my guess, that's my schedule. You know, I look at it at it yeah. until he gets back from school. So I'm curious now. I'm very curious. Are you more Luke, or are you more like you, you know, broke a, you, Palpatine to Anakin? I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, does he have a pull to the light or a pull to the dark? Is what we really want to know. He has uh, a pull. Also, he has a pull to the light more. Okay, so that's but, he's, so he's nicer than you. Yeah, he is. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he sees. He's getting the taste of the nastiness how these people can be, you ah, know. So soon the hate will turn to anger, and the anger will turn <laughs> yes. to the dark side. He's like, uh, you know, he, he's he, he's learning though, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he and, and at the same time, it's fun to sit down with him, and he's going over the stuff that that he's finding out. And he and I sit down together at night at on the couch, and we're looking over the stuff that he's getting on an email. He gets emails on a constant basis now, like. You know, he put up, though, like I was telling you before, those concept art pictures from Thor that came out yesterday. He got them at, at midnight. He found them. Somebody yeah. sent it to him. And he posted them up. And now all of a sudden, all these other guys, yeah, all these other people are now putting it up. The industry's taking note. Chavez Jr. <coughs> is fucking stepping in. That's yeah. awesome. And, 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 and what's interesting with him is that he's in that age group. You know what I mean? And he knows a lot of shit about technology more than me, yeah. and there's some stuff that he's. Listen, take it easy. You're like 63. How much? <laughs> no, and and there's some. I said, "Yo, dude, how, where were the fuck were you when I was doing my shit?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the, I'm spending thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'm like, yo, he, and dude, and I'm proud of him because he has built this site on his own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. from. How you? How would you say from caca, from nothing, with no money, you know? <laughs> exactly. Now he's and and what he what he how can I say? And I and I get it. Uh, what he wants, and that's why if you go to the site now, you don't see any ads. He yeah. wanted it like when he was watching that movie Social Network. He wanted it. He wants the site to be cool and not bother these people. With the ads. And I told him, at the end of the day, you're going to have to do something and put something if you want to go into the business side of it. And yeah. he is, but he wants to take it in a different direction. I think he wants to do a different direction by not bothering people with these ads and pop-ups and this and this and that. Yeah. You know? 
And he has a couple of meetings this week with certain people, and they're going to tell him what to do, you know? All right. Well, listen, I'm really happy to hear about that. If you're listening to this, you got to go check out SplashReport.com. Uh, it's a lot of exciting stuff going on there, and I wish Austin nothing but the best. And with you in his corner, I have nothing but optimism. But right now what I want to talk to you about, since I haven't had a chance to talk to you about movies in a bit, since you weren't even fucking allowed to talk about you leaving. <laughs> that was like so weird, man. It was like we couldn't talk. We had to just you had to just disappear. But now that you're here and I can talk to you and there's no one to tell me what to or what not to talk about. Uh, this is going to be a pretty damn big year for movies. And I kind of want to just know, like, of all the big 2017 releases, what are you most excited for? I'm just going to sort of run down how crazy this year has shaped up. So let's see, you know, in terms of stuff that's coming up. You got Alien Covenant with Ridley Scott returning properly to the Alien franchise. You got Transformers The Last Night, The Fate of the Furious, Justice League, Logan, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong, Skull, Island, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, it's crazy. You got fucking Blade Runner 2049. It's going to be a fucking insane year. You got a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I mean, this, you got Power Rangers, which, you know, if anyone listening knows, I'm way too excited about that movie. You even got uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. And you got The Mummy and Wonder Woman. So, like, if you had to pick out of, like, all the crazy shit, and you tell me if I missed anything, but, like, out of all the crazy shit coming out this year, what's, like, your number one most anticipated movie you're looking forward to? It's a tie. Okay, between what and what? You missed Star Wars. No, I said it. Okay, okay. That's my bad. So it's Star Wars. For me, it would be Star Wars and Justice League. Okay. I want to see how bad that fucking movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, I'm thinking, I can't wait to see it because I, got, I have a feeling it's going gonna, it's gonna, to you know, change everyone's minds. You want to see how bad of a dumpster fire it turns out to be, huh? <laughs> well, look. <laughs> look. I've heard a lot of shit. I mean, and, and I've and I've I know this other site that he and I direct message each other, you know. And I, I don't put it up because you know it's 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 yeah. like I said, bochinche, you know. But there is certain things that happen lately within that whole DC stuff. Yeah. For example, and I'm gonna take Justice League for an example. All right, there was I don't know if you remember this, but when we went back on the other old site, we wrote about something happened between. Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck, that they were saying that uh, I think Affleck was taking over as director and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Remember that whole story, that whole bochini that came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Soon after that happened, they flew everyone out to London, all these journalists, all these bloggers, yeah, to London. Crazy. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I calm. Everyone report on it like, <laughs> two days later. <laughs> Which is unfucking heard of. Because once you go, to, you 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 dumb junkets yourself, and you know how this shit works. And then the next thing you know, yeah, for like seven months you have to hold on this embargo bullshit. But they were told they were you know taking pictures next to the Batmobile, like como si fuera fucking GQ man, you know, <laughs> this and that. There there was a lot of fucking dumb shit going on, and we I knew personally I knew that there's something wrong, yeah. and they were trying to calm the waters down. And they were supposed to, and they were allowed to report on it, you know, two like you said, two days later. Yeah. Like it's it was unheard of. I'm like, yeah, that shit doesn't happen. And then you know, and and so on and so on. And I I've seen I've I've heard people already who have seen bits and pieces of it that is not that great. It's another fucking otra caca, you know. So I don't know. I mean, and I've heard different. Uh, I've heard different stories about Wonder Woman. Some people said it's good, some people said it was all right, and yeah. and, and so on and so on. You know, so, but I mean, a lot of people are hoping Wonder Woman's gonna be like the first one that helps turn the ship around. But it, so far, it sounds sort of mixed. Huh? But yeah, no, it's, it's it's more like mixed, but not negative. I haven't seen one like out of the five people that I that that sent me stuff. Yeah, maybe one was towards. Not liking the film at all, and they were like two were like man, and the other two they really liked it. You know. Okay, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah, so I was at. That would be a victory. That would be a victory for that. I mean, 
And then the whole thing with Captain Marvel coming out saying that, oh, they're going to take their time. I, I, I personally believe that they're waiting for Wonder Woman to see what what happens with that. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah, th- that's yeah. just my opinion. I that shit was mad weird. You remember last, like, at some point last summer, I want to say, there was like a new Captain Marvel rumor every week that Tali Tal is going to direct him. This one might direct him. They're interviewing this one to direct. And then now all of a sudden you don't hear anything. So yeah, it seems like, like, like they quietly put Captain Marvel <coughs> in the thing. So it sounds like, uh, sounds like you, you're confirming that right now they, they seem to be holding back and they want to see how Wonder Woman does. That's interesting. No, I mean, I mean that that's me. That's a, that's yeah, how I see that's it. <clears throat> that's my you know my my two cents on the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, but with this whole Ben Affleck thing and now the other rumor that he wants out, you know, it's like if that happens, dude, I. I would have to say, even though they're already behind, but this just pushes them uh, like another ten to fifteen years back. If that happens, yeah, it's, it's a fucking, it's a fucking nightmare. I spoke about it earlier before I brought you in. Like, it's just how are you gonna make a movie? Because like, even if he does, so it's like, what's the point of making the Batman? with an actor who's not even going to come back for a sequel or for another Justice League movie. You know, like, what's the point? Isn't the point of making a solo Batman movie now like we're going to launch a whole new Batman? Yeah, exactly. No, and... fucking stupid. And unless... Look, way back when I had said, and then it got confirmed, then it got confirmed again, that Ben Affleck was going to direct The Batman, and it was being called The Batman, then finally, you know... I remember a while back, I gave that scoop to Dave. Dave put it up along with the Green Lanterns and stuff like that. So he, yeah. he hit it that Ben Affleck was going to direct the Batman. And that back then, all right, back then, the source had told me, he, I mean, the source knew already the name of it, and he knew that Ben Affleck was going to direct. Yeah, so this is someone we got to trust. Yeah. So the source said that it was supposed to lead up to, and fans would go nuts if it happens, it was supposed to lead up to him giving the realms to somebody else, like okay. a Batman Beyond type of thing. All right. So he was supposed. You know, I, I did hear rumors about that back in the day too. Maybe even from us. I already heard the No, I, I, I remember, and, and it was supposed to be like a Batman Beyond. That that was yeah. gonna, that was supposed to happen. Now with this whole thing happening, I don't know if that's still going to be. But if he wants his obligation to do that one more movie, then this is his way out. Do this, end it the way. Supposedly, it was supposed to end. Like, if it's true that he's going to give the realms to somebody else, then this is yeah. this is this film, The Batman, would be his way out. Yeah, I remember hearing that basically, like, one of the caveats in his contract and in his deal and in his whole agreement with Warner Brothers was it, you know, it, it's for a limited time, and we have to be able to set up my departure. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, what you're saying, they're like, you know, I'll do a few movies, but then we're going to lead it to a Batman Beyond type situation where there's a new Batman and I get to sort of, you know, go off into the background and maybe every once in a while do a cameo as old man Wayne. So, that, you know, I've heard that shit too, and it seems like that is the way they want to go with it. But, um... I mean, but is it the right way to go with it is the question. I don't know. The, I think, I mean, I personally think it's kind of, you know, crazy. I don't, I don't really, I've never, I don't know the whole Batman Beyond shit. I know it was a popular cartoon, and a lot of people are familiar with that storyline. But, like, I don't know if mainstream audiences are ready to just see Bruce Wayne, who I feel like they're just finally getting to know this new Bruce Wayne at this point, uh, suddenly step down and not be Batman anymore. The whole situation is fucking bananas. Um, yeah, I mean, if he steps down now, it's like, it's kind of weird. Like, you see, you'll see Superman with a new Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's. It's, it's a messy situation. Um, but all right, so your two are Justice League and Star Wars. Mine, it's funny, I'm, I'm trying not to do the whole tie thing. I want to I wanna just give a definitive answer. And the funny thing is this answer will probably change over time. But right now, since it's the next thing coming up and I don't give a fuck about anything else in 2017, I can't stop thinking about Logan. <laughs> Logan is number one on my list. <clears throat> to me, Logan looks fucking amazing 
I, the, the trailers have made me so like sold. I'm at like a fever pitch of excitement for that goddamn movie. Oh, you're gonna wear your pants in the first forty minutes. Oh, don't tell me anything. I don't want to know shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just that movie for me, like it's it, I, you know, Star Wars is on the list. Obviously, Star Wars is a is a number two. But right now, all of my attention for 2017 is on Logan, and that says a lot because you know there's a new Spider-Man movie coming. There's, there's all kinds of shit on the way. But for me, fucking, it's all about Logan right now. So I can't wait. Um, I can't wait for that. Uh, but all right, man. I don't know. I, I, you know, th- this is the inaugural episode of El Fanboy. And I just, uh, every once in a while when you have some bochinche or maybe even a scoop, you think you might pop on here? Yeah, absolutely, my man. All right, my dude. And maybe I'll, you know, I'll, I'll drop Austin a line and maybe I'll drop a few words some of my particular prose <laughs> on uh, the Splash Report. But, um, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. No, no problem, man. You got and, it. Uh, yeah, keep in touch, Mano. All right, buddy. Elvis has left the building. Thank you, and good night. So how awesome was that, huh? I got Kelvin to pop up on the first show. And the funny thing is I keep referring to this as the first show. I don't even know if there's going to be more shows. I'm just being impulsive and passionate and following my heart like I always tend to do. And you know what? It's done me well up to this 33rd year of my life, and I think, I hope it's going to continue to do me well, following my heart. The good news is, uh, those of you who are here do tend to, if you're here, if you're listening to this at all, it, it must be because on some level, you enjoy some of the places my heart and my big old dumb brain take me. So if you're going to join me for this adventure and there's enough interest out there, then you can bet your sweet ass that I'll be back for an episode two and an episode three and an episode however many the fuck. Right now, I'm still just coming down from the shock of yesterday. But you know what? I'm also just grateful. Life is full of opportunities and this is just another one. So for you guys who have followed me all these years, if you're going to continue to do so, all I can do is promise you that I'm going to try to make the the rest of my trip even more entertaining than uh, the last leg of it, which you were there for. All right? So thank you. Um, If you want to follow me on my personal accounts, you know, on Facebook, there's facebook.com slash mfrobles. That is my MFR account. Uh, So it's, you know, facebook.com slash mfrobles. I'm also on, on the Twitter at uh, I underscore M underscore MFR. So like me, uh, follow me there, uh, even though you probably already do that. That's how you probably heard about this shit. And uh, I look forward to like the six of you who actually listen to this. Please give me your feedback. Let me know uh, what you think about this first episode, what, uh, what you'd like the show to be about. And uh, that's it, man. Thank you, guys. It's been wonderful. And if this does end up being the first and last, just know that I love you all very much. And uh, these last three and a half years of building a relationship with you through that other site uh, has been have been wonderful for me, too. So thank you and adios.